0: Hello, Decode, your burnout fans, and welcome to another episode with me, Dr. Sharon Grisman. And today I'm joined by Vicki Dixon. Vicki Dixon, for those of you who don't know, is a force stepping fully into her manifesting generator archetype. And if you don't know what that is, stay tuned because we're going to talk about it. She unapologetically lives life according to her own human design and is passionate about helping entrepreneurs do the same. With a decade in holistic health and three decades of entrepreneurship she knows business and she knows what women need to stay on top of their game physically mentally and emotionally vicky's programs although she hates that word always focus on integrating your human design coach with a bit of woo thrown in just to keep you on your toes Karen Curry-Parker refers to Vicky as, quote unquote, the business whisperer. Her human design blueprint variable is one that only 0.05% of the population has. She has a magical gift to take it all in, see what you don't see, and offer it back to you in a way that will forever alter the course of your life and business. Vicki, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. It's good to be here.
0: Now, I know there are lots of people hearing your bio right now and thinking, like, I have no idea what Sharon just said. (laughs) They probably never (laughs) heard of human design. So this is going to be really exciting because, I mean, I'm excited because it's really like exposing people to something that I think is super powerful, very cool, and that very few people know about. But before we dive into that, tell us a little bit about a time when you burned out.
1: Ooh. (laughs) Uh, so as you said, I'm a manifesting generator and manifesting generators burn out in a very particular burn the whole world down kind of way. It's nasty when manifesting generators burn out because we have the energy to go and go and go and go and go and do a million things at once and we've done it for our whole lives it's like there's a different kind of energy behind a manifesting generator burnout than some other types in human design and i know we're going to get into that mm-hmm. um so true to form i did it exactly as planned it was in the middle of uh, what i now know was my uranus opposition so we have planetary oppositions that come around at different points in our lives every decade or so which really fits with like midlife crises and all these things and i had owned a retail store a women's retail store for 13 years, I think, at that point. And it was really super successful. You know, anyone looking from the outside in, it was, it was a dream. And it really was a dream for a lot of years. I was able to raise my family. That has been always the most important thing to me, is my children, of course. But I was able to raise my kids in a way that I never missed. They were in competitive volleyball and competitive basketball, never missed a game. Not once did we miss a game. My middle daughter went away to university too far from home and it was uh, five hours away. We were able to every single weekend, get in the car, drive to where she was, get a hotel room, pull her out for the weekend, take her back on Monday morning and come back to work. There's no way that I could have raised my children and been so present had I been working for someone else. So it was a really beautiful thing, this business that I had and it was fun and it lit me up until it didn't. And I used to say that I felt sorry for my manager because she had to see me at my worst you know I could put on the smile for the whole world and you know people that would come in and it was the kind of store people used to say it was like cheers women used to say it was like cheers they would come in and it was like we knew their names we knew their families we knew you know the struggles they were having we knew what sports their kids were in like we just knew their grandkids all of it we're in a very small town and then My relationships were suffering for sure. My relationship with my husband was definitely suffering, but I couldn't see it at the time. And it all changed for me the day that I came in the door and he looked at me and he said, you know, you're just not that nice anymore. And I was like, that was like a knife through my heart. I'm not nice. I'll tell you why I'm not nice. If you had to deal with what I have, you know, like just the crap that we do. So that was about a week before my birthday. I think I was turning 41. It was either 41 or 42. And by the time my birthday came around, I woke up on the day of my birthday and I said, I need to close the store. And he said, okay. And we went in and we put the signs up around the store that night. um, And we started the closing process and I went back to school. So that's another thing that many gens do. We do a lot of things at once. And while I was burned out, instead of taking the time away, like any normal person would do, I went back to school. And so I was running my store. I was in school, two of my kids were in university and I was in a placement for school as well, because I was going through for a nutritionist. So yeah, like just pile and pile and pile more on when you're burned out. It's crazy. So it it has been a journey and a half. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Wow. I think, first of all, I love the story. There's a lot in there that I want to highlight for people listening. So first of all, I love that, you already gave us a snippet of human design you talked about your type which is the manifesting generator which sounds a lot like what i talk about is the doer right on this podcast we talk about three types that really burn out there's the thinker the feeler and the doer and the doer is in that perpetual doing motion of like it's kind of like you described like even when you're burned out so you shift from like owning your own business to now going to school. And I see a lot of my clients who will quote unquote go on vacation, but then they plan out every second of every minute, you know, that they're out there. It's like, no, I got to play golf and then I got to go have lunch. And then we're going to meet these people. And then we're going to go out and we're going to do it. Right. It's like, because they don't know how to stop, how to slow down, how to relax. There's a lot of guilty feelings around that of like, I'm not quote unquote generating enough. Right. So I totally get that. And I love that. You said that one thing that really struck me was you talked about how there's this almost like a cycle where uh, like every decade or so we might have a burnout.
1: Uh, Well, not necessarily a burnout week, but we get a challenge. We get a challenge challenge. every decade or so,
0: which is really an interesting thing to think about. Right. Because it's like, I think decades are like a clean way of thinking about your life. Like if you're going to slice up your lifeline, by 10 years, you can kind of think about, well, what was going on when I was 30 and then 40 and then 50, right? So I think that's an interesting thing to think about. Clearly from the description that you gave us, you were very, very dedicated to your family. Like the fact that you never missed a game, that you were there every weekend with your daughter, even though it was five hours away. Going from that, which is when you were thriving to how you were when you were burned out, which is not quote unquote nice to your husband, it's a huge transformation, right? And I think that's important because the way that we are when we're burned out isn't an indication of who we really are. It's just the burnout speaking through us. And so it's nice to be able to Mm -hmm. see that you recognize that there was a problem, that you needed to make a change and that you did. And of course, you know, you you did it by shifting into school and and things like that rather than resting, but that's a whole other story. But also you said something interesting which is like you weren't nice to your husband and you didn't realize it. Like your relationship was suffering and you didn't know it, right? And I think sometimes when we're so in the throes of our own stress and all the things that we're dealing with in our life, we can't even see what's going on around us. And so it's important to have people that can shine a light on that. And sometimes it's our partner. And sometimes it's somebody like you who's doing the human design thing or a coach who is helping us through whatever it is that we're going through. And what I also thought, one last thought that was really interesting is when you're in that burnout place, we're not always ready to hear it, right? And sometimes like our first reaction is to justify it, to defend it. Right. It's like, well, let me tell you why I'm like this. Right. <laughs> so, you know, I think everybody out there, like just be gentle with yourself. And if you're dealing with someone who's burned out and they're being really defensive about it, they might need some time to process it, but this is the burnout speaking out. So, so far we said if burnout had a voice, what it would do is probably <laughs> make a, not as nice of a person and it make you then justify why you're not as nice. Right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So thanks for sharing that. There's so many insights in that. But now let's really dive in because I'm excited to learn more as our audience members, I'm sure. So for those who are unfamiliar, can you just give us a brief overview of what human design is
1: and how it works? Sure. So human design is basically your blueprint. It's a snapshot of two moments in time. One, the moment, the second that you're born and one about 88 days before birth. And in more esoteric circles, we believe that that is when your father's soul, your birth father's soul calls to your soul into being. So it's about 88 days before you're born-ish. So it's a snapshot of two moments in time, and it's the planetary placements at those two moments in time. And human design is a mix of quantum physics, the I Ching, so the Chinese I Ching, the Jewish Kabbalah or tree of life, astrology, and the chakra system. So there's a lot of stuff that goes into making human design and it's beautiful. I don't know if you put images in your show notes or not, but we could certainly pop my chart in there or your chart in there without birth information so that people could see what it looks like. When I look at a human design chart, it's like I'm looking at the newborn baby. I'm looking at the blueprint of who you came here to be before the world started conditioning you to be someone else. Wow, And so, I think that's that's why we burn out too, right? Because we're trying to be something we're not designed to be. All right. So what you're saying is there's
0: almost like this destiny of how we're supposed to be based on how we're born, how everything was aligned when we came into this world. And sometimes we stray from our path because we don't know what that blueprint is. So we're just kind of trying to make it in this world. And that's when burnout happens. And so if you know what your blueprint is and you're
1: following your human design, can you still burn out? I don't think you can. I think if you're completely aligned with your design, because it's not necessarily you moving away from your blueprint intentionally, it's other people layering things on you that are not who you are. Like We identify with the places of ourselves more who we're not than who we are. And if you really stood in the gift of who you are completely unapologetically, if you knew, these are the rest cycles that my body needs. This is the way my body digests food. This is the way my brain takes in nutrients. This is the environment that I need. If you really knew that and you really stood by it, like when we look at children now who are being raised according to their design, it's beautiful because we don't tell them to do things another way other than they're designed to do it. Like my zero point five point zero five percent of the population, the quad right thing in my design, no blame, no anything, but I have been raised in a strategic world. There is not a strategic piece in my design. I am completely meant to see everything and to be continually taking in information in all of the senses through all my senses and then deliver it to the right person at the right time. Hmm. But instead, I sat in a school desk and I trained my brain to work in an entirely different way. And it can affect your vision. It can affect your digestion. Like there's so many places that this can affect. It's mind-boggling.
0: So you said that you quit. You kind of sold the store off and you went to school to study nutrition. How did you get into
1: human design? (laughs) That's a good question. So I have a channel in my human design that is all about having to have all of the certifications and having to go deep on every subject. And I had always been a lot healthier than my family of origin to the point that they found me freaky. You know, it was always a joke at family gatherings or whatever. Like I was just not the way that they were. And I was not well at that time because I was in burnout. Like my body was, you know, what I was doing at the time in burnout. I was running half marathons, two or three Ooh. half marathons a year, training for half marathons all the time. Oh yeah. I was insane going to like, just insane. So I can't remember where I was going with that. So healthier than my family. Oh yeah. So I ended up in a health crisis, of course. I mean, you must see that all the time in burnout. Yeah. Like <laughs> it's like, and then my father was diagnosed with Alzheimer's with left frontal lobe dementia when he was 52. Wow. So between those two events, they really, really put me on this path towards health in a new way, more than just being a little bit healthier than the people around me. It was like, I was on a mission to get to the bottom of this and to figure out how to do it differently. And then I don't even know how I ended up in nutrition school, to be honest with you. This is what happens to manifesting generators. You know, I went, I sat at the orientation and she started saying all of the things that I had been saying my whole life. So I started, I went through nutrition school, I started a health practice, mostly online. I did have an office in a chiropractic office. And I went through for a yoga teacher and Reiki master and all of the stuff that went with it, or I thought went with it. And... Then in one of the courses that I was taking, someone came in talking about human design. And then I was in Kate Northrop's membership. She does the do less. She had the do less book. Uh, I was in her membership and she had someone in talk about human design. And I had a couple of readings and all I could really grasp was that I was a manifesting generator and I was not supposed to stick to one thing. But I didn't really use anything else for probably three years. And then I was drawn again to human design through a program, an actual human design program, found out who the big teacher is that everybody goes to and started into her course, did all four levels, did a coaching mastermind. I'm now doing the family coach program for kids. This is the driver of the 4816 channel. It just, it just has to learn and learn and learn and learn and learn and go deep on things. So that was a very long answer to your question.
0: Okay. So now we know what human design is very briefly. It's kind of like you said, the two moments in time and it's a combination of all of these different things like you said quantum physics kabbalah etc now we've only really touched on very briefly manifesting generator and you have these references to numbers and other things that you've mentioned that i'm sure like nobody knows what that is so for the rest of us give us kind of like a broad overview of the different types like there's manifesting generator which we've now heard about what are the other types and maybe like a brief synopsis of each one so we can kind of find sure. ourselves within that and and i do want to let people know that if you really want to know what your type is other than just the description that vicky's about to give us you can also find a link in the show notes we'll we'll take you to vicky's website where for no cost you can get your chart done and you'll know exactly what your type is so That's coming, but let's just figure out what
1: we're even talking about here. Sure. And so one of the things that I would say to that as well is do run your chart wherever you run it, do run your chart because you probably have been conditioned to be something that you're not. So, so many times, sometimes the type is recognizable to you, to you. You're like, oh yeah, that's me. But there's other time, especially some types where you're, you think you're something that you're not because you've been so conditioned to be that way. So there are manifesting generators and generators, two types of generators. Generators are workers and builders of the planet. We really go through life from our sacral response. So our sacral is like a compass that guides us through life and we are meant to live life in response. That's our strategy. However, we've all been trained to initiate. We've all been trained to just get things started, you know, just do it. There's value in just going out and making things happen, but that's not what we're here for as generator types. Manifesting generators are a type of generator.
0: Before you go further. So I just want people to understand what you're talking about, because I know we've had a conversation about this before, and this is all new to me as well, but this idea of responding versus initiating, right? You gave an example Mm -hmm. of, let's say you hear something in the news, and you're somebody who is active on social media, rather than creating original content, it's about responding to the content that's coming out. So something happened in the news and you have your spit on it, is what a generator or a manifesting generator, quote unquote, should do according to their human design. Is that about accurate?
1: Or could do, yeah. But it doesn't have to be that you actually use that piece of content, but you're using it for fuel. So I will do that a lot where I will, I don't know, something will happen in my life or in my day or somebody says something and it just sparks something in you where you do end up creating something, but you're doing it out of response. Okay. So, I mean, for any of the generators listening, just generators or manifesting generators, think about this for a second, how it feels to you if someone says to you or how a multiple choice question feels to you. Like- it's paralyzing. If you're in touch with your sacral, it's like your sacral wants one question at a time. So if your partner comes home and says, do you want to go to the pub? Or would you rather go for pizza? Or do you feel like Chinese? Or do you want to stay home and get takeout? Your head is like, excuse me, because you can't get in touch with your body wisdom. Whereas if your partner says, do you want to go to the pub? It's a clear yes or no, you know what you want to do. And we can use it for big decisions too. That's a really little decision, but
0: yeah. So that's actually really a really important thing. And would you say that other types do well with multiple choice? It's just that generators and manifesting generators need that yes, no kind of question instead?
1: Yeah, because they're the only ones with a defined sacral. So the other types will actually do really well with open ended questions, Okay. multiple choice, lot, you know, give them different choices. I wonder how you feel about this. I wonder, you know, what's coming up for you around this, give them space to explore what they're thinking. They don't have that motor inside of them that says yes or no. So
0: for those folks, if we give them a yes or no question, does that do a negative kind of thing on them? Kind of like the multiple choice does for the generators?
1: Well, it depends because 70% of the population are generators Okay. and we live in a generated society. So we have conditioned the, we call them non-sacral beings and I'll tell you the types, but we have conditioned non-sacral beings to respond like like generators, we expect them to answer yes or no questions. So I know if I'm coaching with a projector, a manifestor reflector, I, you know, if I accidentally, cause it's very natural to ask yes or no questions. If I accidentally ask them a question in that way, I'll say just one second, let me reframe that because I can see that they're, they're conditioned to give us the quick thing, but it's not really their wisdom that we're going to mm-hmm. get at.
0: Okay. That's important. So I think this is important in terms of our education system, because so much of the testing that we have is in multiple choice formats,
1: right? So I'm in a human design course right now for family coach certification through human design, and all of the tests are multiple choice, and 70% of her students are generator types, and I'm like, what is happening right now? It's crazy.
0: Yeah, that is interesting. So for you, especially somebody who's teaching human design to people who are learning human design, like that doesn't even align, right? It doesn't even make sense why you would do that. But it's good to have somebody like you actually reflect that back and maybe like do it better, you know, Mm -hmm. moving forward. So we can always improve on things. Okay, so, so we've got these generators who need to respond versus initiate. They are, as you said, driven by their sacrum, So that means that it's like that gut feeling that you have about things. Is that what you mean by that? Yeah. Yeah.
1: So you got to listen to your gut and everybody has that. Everybody doesn't have that.
0: Right. So actually 70% of you need to be listening to your gut more and you'll be more aligned with your blueprint and less likely to burn out. Okay. So we got that so far.
1: Tell us about the other types. Uh, so there are three types of non sacral beings. so projectors make up 20% of the population. Projectors are our guides. They're here to um, guide the energy, they energetically they hold the potential of the planet which is a really big job. Projectors burn out really early. Projectors often burn out late 20s and into their 30s really early in life they burn out because they are designed for cycles of rest. They're here to be wise about rest, like manifesting generators and generators are here to work and build and create and just do the work of the planet. That doesn't mean we're slaves. We just do it in response, but we can, we just have that workforce, life force energy. Projectors don't necessarily have that. Now there's two kinds of projectors. Some of them have motors, some of them don't. So it doesn't mean that if you're a projector, you have to be tired all the time. That's not what it means, but it means that you're here to be wise about when is enough enough, which really fits into the burnout question. So if you're a projector, when is enough enough? Stop pushing through. When you have had it enough, you need to stop. You need to rest. And that could look like an afternoon a week. It could look like three days a month. It could look like two weeks when you need it. It doesn't matter what it looks like for you. And also know that when you're resting as a projector, you're doing energetic work. So resting can't be for a projector lying on the couch and watching horrific cnn footage of something or you know something that's get, got your adrenaline going crazy it needs to be restorative rest because you are working energetically even when you don't look like you're working um what does that actually mean you're gonna need your energetic system because you hold so much potential you always see the potential and everything as projectors like the whole planet which sounds kind of bizarre when you think about it you're like how can somebody but projectors really guide energy they guide energy along so even if they're resting this like guidance system in them is still active so it can't be worrying about something that's not restful for them it's also really important for projectors to lie down a half an hour before they go to bed at night so they're not meant to like go and go and go and go and go until they drop they need space to let the energy dissipate because there's a lot of energetic things going on for them all the time inside.
0: Okay. So what you brought up is actually something interesting, which is depending on your type, not only the way that you do your work is different, but also the way that you rest and re-energize is different. So that's actually really fascinating because I think this is another reason if you're clicking with what Vicky is saying that you should get your chart done so you know what your type is and then come back and re-listen to this episode about what she's saying regarding rest and work and all of these things because it'll give you an insight into are you doing it the right way or maybe it'll help explain
1: why you've burned out. If entrepreneurs are listening, like passive income is really important for projectors. I think it's important for all of us, but having passive income products in your offer suite as a projector is important. Because you need to have a way that you're not always hands-on.
0: Okay. Cool. So we've got generators, we've got manifesting generators, and we've got projectors. And that covers, what, 90% of the population so far?
1: Yeah. So manifestors are 9%.
0: Okay. So that's the next type. Manifestors
1: also do not have a defined sacral. Okay. So they too need cycles of rest. In human design speak, they have a defined throat, which I know that this is like a lot of, this is why readings are so important because they go through your your chart and tell you the things that you need to know. But with a defined throat and a motor to the throat, you can do anything. So manifestors really do initiate. They have a motor to the throat. They're here to initiate, but they are also built for cycles of rest because they don't have a defined sacral. According to the founder of human design, manifesting generators are the most conditioned people on the planet. And I would say manifestors are a really close second because manifestors are here to be powerful and they have, I don't love this languaging, but they have what we call a closed and repelling aura. When you sit with a manifestor, you can feel the little bit of edge and that little bit of edge is because they're powerful, powerful beings. But in my experience, I've not yet worked with a manifestor who was standing in her power because we don't raise children per se to be powerful. They scare us a little bit. I mean, if you've got a kid that can just go to the store and get the milk and not tell you what they're doing, that's pretty scary, right? Manifestors are here to inform others what they're doing. Well, we don't necessarily let our children just inform us how it's going to be. And then women, we don't necessarily, traditionally, we haven't really celebrated women in power, and I work with women who are at midlife mostly. So, I mean, we've got a lot of conditioning around staying small and the manifestor is not here to stay small. The manifester is here to get things started. They have this creative, this nonverbal creative flow that I always explain. It's just basically from God's lips, whatever you believe that to be to your ears as a manifestor, you're just in this constant divine flow, divine inspiration. And it's hard to do that when you're playing small. Your life is calling you to big things. I mean, we're all being called to big things, but as a manifester, you're being called to stand in your power.
0: Wow. Okay. So we've talked about manifesting generator, generator, projector, and manifestors. And if I'm doing the math, that's 99% of the population.
1: You're right. So, what's, so what's then we have unicorns. <laughs> the reflectors are 1%. Wow. Yeah reflectors are super special. And actually one of my grandchildren that's due. So I've already run like all around their birth times. And there's one, the second one that's coming in this year, he, he or she, why did I say he, I don't know. Now I'm off track thinking it's a boy. (laughs) Uh, their chart could be anything the other one is like definitely generator type but this one could be anything and even a reflector is on the table so i'm like oh my gosh so reflectors are the barometers they're the mirrors the karmic mirrors for their community so not for the world but for their community it's really important if you're a reflector you have a lot of openness in your chart so the thing that makes a reflector a reflector is that none of the nine centers are defined and they don't have any channels they'll have a little a few gates but they won't have channels defined So there's a lot of openness. So they're here to be wise and they are lunar beings. So they are more affected by the lunar cycle than the solar cycle, like the rest of the 99% of us really, really, really special people, reflectors, especially when they know what they're here for. Mm. Really uncomfortable when they have no idea why they landed in this mess that they're in. Like they just can't understand how different they are.
0: Yeah. So just for simplicity's sake, is there maybe a celebrity that we all know that you can kind of attach to each of these types so we can kind of make that connection? You know, when we think about a manifesting generator, is there someone that you've run their chart or you kind of know, oh, this is a celebrity that everybody knows and that can help us kind of bridge the gap?
1: Okay, Well, if you hadn't asked me the question, I think Tony Robbins, I think Anthony Robbins is a manifesting generator. I'm 99% sure he's a manifesting generator. Okay. So we Um, know he's got a lot of energy
0: and I mean, that's what I think about when I think about Tony, like he's just bouncing off the walls, right? What about generators? Oprah Winfrey
1: is a generator. Okay. And when you think about her response, like her career. So one of the ways to describe a generator strategy is to be like a news reporter. And like, that's basically what, not that she's a news reporter, but she's taking events that are happening and responding, giving us her take on them. Okay. Interesting. Projectors. I can't think of one off the top of my head. There's gotta be one, but I can't think of one off the top of my head. Let's just see.
0: Energetic guide. It's just I think it helps. I know it helps me to think about, you know, the difference between like Tony Robbins and Oprah Winfrey. I can kind of mm. see how there's a difference there. So it helps me kind of make that distinction, not knowing enough about any of these types, you know.
1: So yeah. Nelson Mandela. Projector? Is a projector.
0: Yeah. Okay. Interesting. What about manifestor?
1: let me just see what I know, uh, I know
0: I'm like putting you on good the old Google here. has to has test to say
1: because <laughs> I don't follow celebrities at all like I don't follow anything like that so let's just see manifestor celebrities this is the not fine right
0: throat that's what we said they're very powerful oh,
1: Maya Angelou Gloria Steinem okay that's kind of cool okay
0: cool and a reflector i do know yeah sandra
1: bullock is a reflector Ooh, wow
0: Mm -hmm. very interesting okay has she been like you call it like the karmic mirror
1: for her community i don't know i don't know anything about her other than yeah what i saw in miss congeniality you know (laughs) (laughs) all
0: right all right so this is interesting so I'm hoping this has given people just even further context on like how to think about which of these characters do you see yourself more like Tony Robbins (laughs) Oprah Winfrey Nestle Mandela Gloria Steinem or Sandra Bullock right like kind of interesting and if you're still not clear go run your chart either way go run your chart okay so we've covered quite a bit of ground so far What would you say are some unique burnout risks or tendencies for these different human
1: design types? Well, I would say for reflectors, it's going to be not being with the right people. If I was to pick one thing, it's going to be not being with the right community because community is such a huge part of who they're here to serve and how you can actually be yourself is in the right community. Manifestors, I would say it's, Being in places that you are not able to be powerful, that you're not able to initiate because anger builds in manifestors. Anger can build. And we know what that does as far as burnout goes and a lot of other things.
0: So like, for Um, instance, if you're working for somebody who is a micromanager.
1: Oh, that that would be killer to the manifestor soul yeah like they cannot be questioned, told like no, you need to be in a position if you're a manifester of delegating things out.
0: And those are actually, I would imagine, really good types for entrepreneurship.
1: Yes, yeah, they can be. yeah,
0: okay. Uh, tell us about projectors. What can you said they burn out early. Why do you
1: think that mm-hmm. is? Because they're being trained to be generators. And I think the manifestor can kind of deal with it because of the defined throat, but the projector just doesn't have a way to deal with all of, and they're continually being conditioned, you know, 70% of the people they are around are going to be generators right? and they're being, you know, we teach children. Well, I think it's kind of implied in our society that if you need a lot of rest, you're lazy or you can't keep up. Or like, imagine your projector child that is at school all day with 70% generators and then they get out of that sacral energy and it's like, it's like they've been hit by a truck and then they come home and it's like, okay, you well, know, now you got to do your homework and now you got to do this and now you got to, do this, and there's no rest. There's no space. So projectors need a lot of space in their day. They need time to be in their own auras.
0: So this is problematic with, in our system because, you know, especially in the United States, we give people typically like maybe two, three weeks vacation a year. And Mm -hmm. if you're a projector and that's 20% of the workforce, there are people that are going to really burn out left and right because they don't have enough rest is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. And I would imagine if you're a projector and you don't even know it, but you do see that everybody around you is like, go, go, go. And you're tired. You're thinking there's something wrong with me. I'm not like them. I'm trying to really like push myself, but I just can't, right? And you start feeling bad about yourself, which I think also can burn you out, right? Because you start becoming more cynical about what's possible, right? You get into burnout territory. So important to know if this is what you need, but like given the society and the system that we're working in, how do we deal with this if we're projectors and we need that extra rest? It's hard. Oh,
1: well, yeah. And there's a lot more than rest that projectors need as well. Like there's a whole different strategy for how to show up in your life as a projector and how to have people show up in a way that supports you. But yeah, it is hard. It's absolutely hard. Okay. So one, the best tip that I can give projectors is to sleep alone. If you can do nothing else in your life to decondition yourself, sleep alone. Almost every client that I have has now appointed their guest room. Who's a projector has now appointed their guest room beautifully. It's like their room in the house. And even if they don't want to sleep there all the time, you know, because partnership can be kind of weird about that. You know, there's nights where they just, they've had a day and they're like, nope, I'm going to my room. So, but sleeping alone is really important because it gives you more time in your own aura. Any time that you can take away from other people is going to help to decondition that sacral energy. Mm. Yeah. Okay. What about generators? What do they burn out? Well, they burn out because they're no longer excited about what they're doing. They've said yes to way too many things and they've got so much conditioning around quitting. And they either quit too soon or they keep pushing through because darn it, I can do this. I know I can do this. I'm a worker. I can get this done. You know, they're just going to be the star of the show and keep working and working and working to the grindstone. They are going to burn out a little bit later. Like it's going to be, you know, late forties for them, probably Mm. maybe early fifties. So they've kind of lost their
0: passion. Yeah. And they're like, what is the point? Why am I doing this? Yeah. And we see that. And I love how this is kind of coming out with like different reasons why people burn out, right? They're not in the right community. They're stifled and they can't be in their power. They're not able to rest enough or get their needs met in some way. You said generators, it's because they've lost their passion. So we can see there's so many different reasons why people burn out. Is manifesting generator similar to the generator in terms of why they burn out?
1: I think this is where they truly are a mix of the manifester and the generator. I think it's partly because we've been forced to play. I say we, cause I'm a manifesting generator. I think it's partly because we've been forced to play small and we're not here to play small as many gens, because we have a defined motor to the throat and a sacral. So like, we're really here to be powerful. I think it's a combination of that and not being lit up about what we're doing, not being excited for what we're doing, losing our passion, trying to stick to one thing is going to kill the manifesting generator soul. And that's the conditioning every manifesting generator gets for their entire life is, oh my God, you're doing too many things. Can you just stick to one thing? It's like, no, you can't. If you're a manifesting generator, you can't. That will kill your vibe faster than anything. Mm.
0: Okay, so there's so many things that we can talk about, but if somebody's listening to this and they're kind of skeptical, what would you say to maybe convince them about the usefulness, at least, if not the validity of human design for burnout specifically?
1: Well, this isn't probably the answer that you want, but if someone is skeptical and they question the validity, I just usually say, okay, have it your way. (laughs) Like, okay. Okay. This is the best answer I found. You know, I worked a decade in holistic health. I've worked with a ton of women in burnout, in hormone dysfunction, in, you know, women who haven't slept in 20 years, women who are numb to their life Mm -hmm. and human design. But every woman that I've ever worked with is really deeply searching for their purpose. Mm. We want to know why we're here and we're tired of being let down or letting ourselves down. We want to be able to step into, especially by the time we get at, you know, 40, 50 years old, 60 years old, we want to be able to impact who we came here to impact and do the work we came here to do. And that's not always really evident. And it's especially not really evident if you're burned out. If you're burned out and sick of what you're doing and just going through the motions in your life, your soul is dying. And I can look at your human design blueprint and be like, oh, well, does this resonate? This is like a lot of what you came here to do. What does this energy feel like to you? And then like most times women cry, they come into a full reading and a lot of women, like probably 70% of women cry after a reading because they're like, this is the first time I've been seen. I've even had men come in who their wives have bought readings for. And they're completely skeptical. Like I'm not doing this. This is BS, whatever. And by about halfway through, they're like leaning in and asking me questions and asking about their kids. And it's like, you recognize yourself when you see yourself, when someone tells you about yourself and it's the part that nobody else sees, you're like, wow, it's gotta be for real. And
0: I'm somebody who, I don't know all the systems, you know, whether it's human design or something else, I don't know all of them, but I absolutely love this stuff. Right. And I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm trying to expose my audience to as many of these things as possible because I think it's true like even if you've never heard of this and if you are skeptical hearing about this because maybe it's like too woo for you or what have you i still think it's worthwhile to explore it even if you're skeptical and just see if maybe that experience happens to you where for the first time in your life you feel seen you feel heard you feel understood because there's no downside to that and maybe you'll learn something about yourself and i'm all about like insight You learn something about yourself that can help you get on the right path, right? Something that will not lead you to burnout. So I think there's a lot of value Mm -hmm. in the work that you do, Vicky. So we know that this is kind of the blueprint that if we're following and we're aligned with this plan, quote unquote, that we aren't likely going to burn out. Can you talk about a possible transformation based on somebody that you've worked with so that we kind of can hear what human design has done or is capable of doing when we come in, not knowing the stuff, learning the stuff, and then getting aligned with it.
1: Sure. I'll use my very favorite client. So when she listens to this, she'll be like, oh my gosh, she's talking about me again. So her name is Carissa and she has given me permission to share her name in situations, but she's a projector and she is surrounded by generator men. Her household is a household of generator men. So she is who the guest bedroom idea comes from. She was like the original, oh my God, I appointed my guest room for myself and I didn't even know why I did that all those years ago, you know? But I work with a lot of clients with something else in their human design called an emotional wave, which is 53% of the population. And I think that this has been the most beautiful gift. Actually, for almost any client who comes in, the most beautiful gift, there's something in human design called your inner authority. It's how you make decisions in an aligned way. And it can be a complicated thing. And it takes living your design. It takes actually living. So, you know, a projector comes in and starts doing human design coaching or starts with a reading or wherever they start on the path. And all they've ever been told is that they're supposed to be tired all the time. And that's not the truth of who a projector is. Projectors need invitations. They need to be invited in to do things. So her entire business marketing has changed in a way that she now asks for the invitation. Like on her website, it's actually invite me in for your website audit. Invite me in to take a look at your business, invite me. And it just changes the energy around everything. Projectors are energetic guides, like I said, and it's really hard for them sometimes to see that that's a gift because what it can look like to other people is as if they're trying to manage them or trying to micromanage them, but there's a greater gift in it than that. So being able to recognize your own gifts is important as a projector, and I think that that's where you can look at your human design blueprint And, you know, we're talking about, you know, the things that you're here to communicate to your audience, the challenges that you're going to have, how you do the things you do in life, what drives you all of these things, and you start to recognize it as gifts. And then you can really bring it to your business to your family, you know, there's like a 100 things that she has been able to do just even in her life. That's the thing for me, it's never just about your business, because as you align your business, if you're aligning with your human design, it's like, boom, 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 all these dominoes of your life start to fall into place, but you can't really have one without the other, or maybe you've tried to have one without the other, but it's so much better if it all makes sense, you know? And if your whole family's on board to, again, picking on the projector, you are so different than they are if they're generators, it changes your whole life experience when everybody can work together to bring out the best in the projector and to really appreciate their gifts. So it's been her whole life It's not just one thing.
0: So like, I know that there could be people that get their chart read, they understand how to get aligned. And maybe they're surrounded by people who aren't going to be into human design, they're not gonna be open to that sort of thing. Is it enough for me to just know what my type is? what the people around me are without them having to know. Does that give me the power to know how to interact with them, given their type and my type without them changing anything?
1: 100%. I'm married to that person. Oh, okay. If we have a conversation, he's like, oh, you're probably human designing me right now. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, he has no interest, no interest.
0: So yes, you can
1: completely,
0: yeah. And so you said that before you sold the store... Your relationship wasn't doing well. You weren't a nice person. You then went off and did other things, right? You studied nutrition, then you got into Reiki and all the things, and then you ended up with human design. Your husband isn't into this, and you absolutely are. What has this
1: done for your marriage? I think there's a greater acceptance between us. You know, instead of like hiding away the pieces of myself that when i start something new or when i have a new project on the go or when i like i'm in another course like sometimes it'd be 6 months before i'd break it to the news to them that oh by the way i'll be certified next month in whatever or, you know however whatever it was and now it's just like an acceptance of this is how i am and it's never going to be any different so you know i always say to my manifesting generator clients like just tell people in your life to sit back and watch the show because like i don't know how else to describe it like we just have this way that we do things Interestingly he's a manifesting generator as well but he's completely different style of manifesting generator. So I don't think we can ever just look at just the type. Like once we get into the weeds of it we get into a lot more things on it and a lot more deep and not deeper into your design. But I do see how some of the ways that he manifesting generators in his life drives me crazy or used to drive me crazy. Mm. And now I can be like oh well, he's just being a manifesting generator that's just the way he has to do it, you know?
0: Yeah, so the reason you have more acceptance of each other's, at least you of him is because you understand why he does what he does based on his type. So it's not like coming out of left field and you're like, why the hell is he doing this? Right? So I think that's important because it helps us figure out how to engage with other people, especially what we call difficult people or people that drive us crazy, right? It's like a great way for us to know how to navigate and I think that's important because actually I've had so many clients, and we don't really have time to get into this, but I think that this could be a whole separate conversation. I've had so many clients who have burned out because they've either worked for somebody who is a narcissist or they're married mm-hmm. to a narcissist or they are the child of a narcissist. And just all of this has really brought on burnout in one way, shape or form. And I'm sure you mm-hmm. can do like a whole thing about that, which would give us a lot of insights. So we might have to have you back for that, (laughs) if you're willing. (laughs) Definitely. So I just want to leave the listeners with a strong call to action, because we've already said it's important to go to your website and get your chart read. So that's kind of level one. Level two would be to have a reading with you so that they can understand even deeper what it means, because when they get their chart done, they'll get a little bit of information. When they get the reading, they go deep into the weeds. Mm -hmm. And the third thing is, if they wanna learn more about human design, what's a great resource that you would recommend for them?
1: My blog is pretty robust with human design articles. My email list is incredible. If I do say so myself, I do a lot of human design information through email, usually twice a week. My podcast is launching on Monday that starts with some basic episodes of like this. If you're a manifester, this is what you need to know, that type of thing. And then we'll get deeper as we go along. Karen Curry Parker is a great resource. If you want other resources. Yeah. Okay. So we will put your website so
0: people can get on the email list and start reading your blog and learn more. And we'll put Karen's information also in the show notes for people who want to take it even further. Tell us the name of your podcast. It's unjaded with Vicki Dixon. I love it. So guys, yeah. so much good stuff that Vicky's putting out into the world. This is an invitation for you to go out, check it all out, consume it, love on it because it will love on you. Vicky, thank you so much for coming on and sharing this with us. I know this is just the tip of the iceberg, but it mm-hmm. is a sort of wake up call for people of like, what is out there that we don't even know about that can really help us get on track with our lives, be better aligned and avoid burnout moving forward. So mm-hmm. thank you so much. Okay. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And, you know, as I said, we might have to have you back. So that's my little threat. (laughs) (laughs) All right. For all of you thinkers out there, what did you think of the show? If you're a feeler, how did hearing this make you feel? And for all of you doers, what are you going to do based on what you've heard? Now, regardless of what your personality code is, my goal is to spread the word that burnout is a unique experience. And by decoding it, you can find solutions that are equally unique to you. Help me spread this message by subscribing to the show on Apple or Spotify and leaving us a review, telling us what you think, feel, or do differently because of the show. If you are watching us on YouTube, you can also leave me a comment or questions to answer in future episodes. And please recommend the show to anyone struggling with burnout. If you are ready to take the next step with me to DYB, go to decodeyourburnout.com and I'll see you right back here next week. Bye everybody.